0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and ooh, do we have a great special segment of the Critical Mass Radio Show today, one of Orange County's most trusted leaders is using his expertise to build a management company brian murphy ceo and founder of proactive management professional management sorry works to ensure homeowner clients keep their associations well maintained and property values up brian joins us today to talk about why professional property management is a must and he's helping clients get the services they need brian welcome to critical mass thank you for having me it's great to have you here if you'd like to learn more about the radio show, the CEO peer groups I lead, then visit my company's website, Critical mass 4 spelled F-O-R, business.com. Or you can call or text me anytime, within reason, at 949, and some of you have, 887-4104. Brian, let's start by having you share a little bit of your professional background with our audience.
2: Sure. So I started in the industry. I was 22 years old, and I had uh, just come home from Desert Storm. Uh, oh, well, after, you're, you're a veteran. Yes, Thank you for your service. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Spent three years in the Army, uh, just come home from Desert Storm. I was taking a few classes at Santa Ana Community College here, uh, mm-hmm. one of our local uh, colleges, and working part-time. And the company my mom worked for was a property management company, and they were looking for some help in the accounting department. And I figured, I like numbers, it shouldn't be too difficult, and that's how I I started in the industry.
1: I love to find out how people get in. I mean, you know, it's not, what I've learned about careers and entrepreneurship, it's not a direct line from here to go. You know, it's sometimes circuitous, and you end up sort of, uh, okay, I can do this. And then next thing you know, you're 20-some years later, and here you still are, right? Yes. So let's talk about... The firm that you have founded, Proactive Professional Management. I said a little bit about what you do in the tease, but explain... What it is specifically that a firm like yours does, and why your firm is different than the
2: others? Sure. So, what we do is we provide professional management services to uh, homeowner associations. Uh, There's over 4,600 of those in just here in Orange County. Just kind of a brief list of the services we provide for them. We'll send out their billing statements monthly or quarterly, depending on how they do their billing. Uh, We'll collect those payments and process them. We'll pay their vendors. Their landscaper, their pool guy, their uh, gate vendor, their insurance guy, uh, their attorney. We will, if it's a condominium and their roof's leaking, they're going to call us. We're going to send somebody out to fix their roof. If there's a problem with the pool, they're going to call us. Irrigation problem. We're going to make sure that the uh, the correct vendor gets the work order, gets the work done. And we're going to make sure that we close that out and get them paid. So we're going to provide a financial statement for the association every month, and uh, we're going to work with the board and the homeowners and make sure that everybody knows what's going on and and stays informed. And
1: so, let me so ask this. you a couple questions about that, if you don't mind. Sure. You're you're working with boards of directors, boards of directors, right? They are volunteers. They
2: are volunteers. Yes. So so uh, you really.
1: Uh, they don't have industry knowledge. Let's say, I mean, they're concerned rarely. homeowners, Very right? Who just want to—they to, have correct. maybe an agenda, or they care about the community, and so they're there to represent the interests of the owners. Correct. So they're really depending on you and firms like yours to be the interface between. Uh, an unprofessional board, in, in that sense, not that they're not professional, but a non they're not careerists. A
2: nonprofit, yes, right. And and most of the time, they come in with with no experience of having served on a board. So yeah, a big part of when we uh, first take over an association, or we get a new uh, elections, or typically yearly uh, annually at associations. so a lot of times you'll end up with a couple new board members um every year
1: so you're constantly so it's teaching. a lot
2: of education right. of of them and how the whole system works um they can't just go out and start changing everything they have to approve it at at the board level right um So, yeah, there's it's it's and they have a fiduciary responsibility. They absolutely are
1: a board of directors, so they carry the weight of the responsibility. And and it seems to me, being a homeowner and having lived in neighborhoods with associations, I know from a homeowner's perspective, there's always something that I could fix in my house. I joke with my kids, once you buy a house, you always have a project, Mm -hmm. right? There's so I would imagine in an association, there may be a similar punch list of things that kind of would need to be done.
2: There are, and um, a lot of times it's uh, challenging with the homeowners because they have have maybe they it's their first time in an association and they might want to go do something Uh, they might want to change something in their front yard but their front yard might not be their responsibility it might be the association's responsibility to maintain right so if they go out and try and plant something or change the the color palette of the flowers in front of their house when it's association responsibility it can cause cause problems yeah, so, f- with forty some 4,600, I think you said? 4,600 4, 6, plus,
1: yes. Yeah, the, the range of sophistication is a strong word, but it just comes to mind. I don't mean it that way, but I mean the type of oh, boards that you must be dealing with must be a wide range.
2: There are. Yeah, there's associations as small as three to four units, so just a s- small little condo. And then we've got Woodbridge. It has uh, over 8,000 um, homes. I mean, oh. we don't manage Woodbridge. Right. But um, there's, yeah, there, it runs the gamut from a little guy to a monster like that.
1: Right. So
2: and everything in between.
1: Interesting. We're talking with Brian Murphy. He is the founder CEO of Proactive Professional Management. I'm fascinated by this industry because the client isn't really the client. You're dealing with a board of directors who you work for, but they're really a representative represent, body. Correct. It's like a political th- thing in, in some in in the best sense, right? Yes. In his political. It time. can be
2: very political sometimes, right?
1: And I don't mean that negatively, uh-huh. but so. What have you learned in all your years in this industry that proactive does to help your clients specifically in your area of responsibility?
2: Well, one of the things we do great is uh, just communicate with our boards, make sure that they're educated of what their responsibilities are. You mentioned fiduciary responsibility. That's something that a lot of times people aren't familiar with that and don't understand how big of a role they play when they're on the board, and they're not just a homeowner anymore. So just educating our, our our boards first and then our homeowners too um, and making ourselves available. Uh, we've got some software that, that uh, lets everybody connect and uh, has access to all the association documents that a lot of times they need. They When you buy, an, buy a home in an association, right. you'll get a whole phone, phone book site. the CCNRs, bylaws, articles, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Everybody gets them nobody reads them can they be myself included are they
1: are they <laughs> when, all right when i bought my place are they oh, and you're in the industry shame <laughs> on you yes. all right well see he's a truth teller ladies and gentlemen that's a good sign i like an honest person um are they can they be very different ccnrs from one uh development to another
2: yes they can uh because no association no two associations are alike so sometimes that comes up where we'll have a group of homeowners that aren't happy to say my due you know why are our dues so high when the association next door is lower right. so much lower my brother lives
1: in a neighborhood yeah yeah they pay
2: 98 dollars a month or whatever exactly what the ccnrs uh, talk about is the maintenance responsibility for the association okay so there, you might have a pool they might not have a pool you, you might have you know 100 doors and they might have 50 so depending on how many people you spread the uh, the expenses around to how much landscape you're maintaining, how mi- you know, what kind of facilities, whether you're responsible for the roofs or not, all those go into factor into what your what your assessments are going to be. So back to the CCRS no, they can be uh, a lot different depending on the type of association.
1: Going back in time, it must have been challenging in your field during the Great Recession because I sense that a lot of homeowners were struggling were struggling and paying the rent or the mortgage was hard but paying that extra fee for the association dues might have been something they thought they could skate a little bit on.
2: There were quite a few delinquencies back then and it was really challenging for the associations to uh, maintain the the association, uh, like they wanted to, when they're having such a receivable problem, mm-hmm. um, so it was it was very challenging back then, and uh, it sometimes the association had to foreclose for unpaid assessments, uh, which is unfortunate. Wow, that's tough. But that's your peers foreclosing on you. I mean, yes, that's really, and that's that's always wow. a. a it's emo- it can be emotional it's it's really challenging um and it's tough decision for the board to make because it could be their neighbor or it is their neighbor you right. know yeah because
1: they're getting a certain level of confidentiality right they know who's paying and who's not paying and yes. they've got to swallow that and maintain the professionalism uh-huh. of knowing that
2: and, and then they have to make the right decision for the association
1: at any end not
2: for their you know, because that's that's the, what they're charged with as a board member is right. Because
1: that's what they can open themselves up for their fiduciary responsibility, absolutely. right? Absolutely. At the end of the day, you've got to serve the interests of the organization you represent. Yes. We're talking with Brian Murphy. He is the founder and CEO of Proactive Professional Management with forty six hundred different associations. There must be a lot of people that live within those developments here in Orange County. So this is a this is a is it is this a typical number of associations for I mean, we're a large county i think we're like the sixth largest county in the country so maybe it maybe we have a lot more than usual
2: you know what comparison wise i i i'm not sure okay um but i i know that uh we we've got quite a probably more than um a lot of areas as far as associations and mm-hmm. it seems like just about anything that gets built now the cities or the county is is requiring an association because they don't want to have to deal with a lot of the infrastructure so they push nice. that back onto the nice. association
1: yeah here you take care of maintaining the front yard too and oh
2: well wow, here's the sidewalk yeah, and the streets and, <laughs> in and, and the, the that, streets yeah so depending on the if association it's gated if it's gated yeah so that can be a big expense the streets
1: yes oh my goodness uh, really and you you mentioned something earlier doors i lived in a condominium complex for a couple of years and the doors were a real sore spot with our development for some reason they, they yeah They were, like, constantly wanting to repaint them and fix them. Is that common, that doors are a problem in condominiums? Uh, I think it's association by association. Okay, so it's a unique thing. Yeah. Then the other thing, I don't mean, I'm off script here a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm just curious. The other one is landscaping. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like one where everybody has an opinion.
2: There are, <laughs> there is always more than the people making the decisions that have an opinion on a landscape. Exactly, and when they send the messages, this uh-huh. tree needs to be trimmed, and you know, right, yeah. yeah. So then it's educating those people when they're contacting us or trying to go straight to the the landscapers are out there working, <laughs> talking to the guy. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's hey. always challenging. Can you too, cut this tree a little is, bit more? Is it just goes back to educating them on. We're on a cycle with the tree trimming, and this is why we, and this isn't the time of year to trim this type of tree. And so it, it really comes back to education again. On, so, so
1: on what that. is it about this industry and all the things? We're going to take a break here in a minute, but about all the, the additional challenges that I think you guys face because of what we talked about. What is it about this that you love because you're you're in it? Not only are you in it, but you, you started a firm in it. I mean, you stayed deep in this.
2: Yeah, I've always been in this, a service minded. Uh, person, I started working at 14 in a restaurant, uh, bussing and tables, and then serving. And served in the military for 18 years between the regular army and the reserves. I've just I've got a service mentality. The people that I hire are that way too. Okay, um, so uh, that's why I'm still here because I, I like to I like to help people and I like to uh, help them maintain their communities. And my sense is that is a critical.
1: Uh, skill set to have in the industry you're in because you're working late nights, right? Board meetings aren't during the day.
2: There's a few, but most of them are, right.
1: are in the evening, yes. So late nights, long, you're real, the, yeah. the few meetings that I've sat through, the, the representative of the uh, of the association is answering all the tough questions, like, did we get the three bids? Is this the right? Did they give, the, is the scope? I mean, there's a lot of implied responsibility that gets put onto there you is. guys by the board. yes. And so that there's, there has to be a high trust level, right?
2: There is, yes. And if there's not, the client typically finds someone else to manage them. Right, because they're hearing it from their neighbors and stuff. Yeah. Hey, you're on the board,
1: Rick. Why, why aren't you doing anything? Yeah, why didn't you get that tree trimmed yet? No, okay, I'll get it. All right. Well, we're talking with Brian Murphy. We're going to take a real quick break, and when we come back... I don't know, you may not, but do you have a challenge in the business that you'd like to share with our audience? Yes, I do. Okay, so don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Brian's going to share with you one of the challenges that he's dealing with in his business after this word.
0: Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The 10 Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box.
1: Okay, welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host Rick Franzi, and I'm excited that Brian Murphy is sitting here with me. He's CEO and father of proactive professional management before the break i said i was going to ask him to share a current challenge that's facing he's facing in the business and what he's doing to kind of mitigate that challenge brian it's all yours
2: yeah so one of the uh, biggest challenges that i'm facing right now is i'm a uh, i'm a new company so when i am pitching a prospective client i tell them all about the 20 plus years i have in industry experience and uh, my two uh, key people that work with me have 20 plus years as well so we've got lots of uh, experience but when they hear that we've only been in business for a year, sometimes they get a little uh, skittish and it, you know, it freaks them out a little bit. Right. And as I was as I was talking to a prospective client a couple months ago and working through that and trying to figure out how to explain it to them that it shouldn't be that big a deal, I explained that I was well capitalized so that wasn't a problem, but they had an attorney that they were working with that had just started broke off from their their old firm and started their new firm and I remembered that and I, I mentioned that to them I said well you, you know that the attorney that you're working with you they started their new firm three months before mine <laughs> and they they hadn't put that together it's like okay so it's someone right. an industry person that you trust right and but they're basically in the same position I am they've got a new company. But it, they still have all the experience that they that they showed up with. Right. It just happens to be there's a, a different name on the door, so uh, I think that helped. That definitely, I know it definitely helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it definitely helped on that one. Yeah. I got the sign the contract Not signed. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely one of the uh, the challenges of right. when when I'm talking to uh, prospective clients. It's making them comfortable that that we're going to be here. There are some clients that will that will take the chance, as they perceive
1: it, right? Yes. And there are some that just want to wait a little bit. My experience is, and I don't know if this is your case, I sense that it might be, that the ones who join your firm early, they they get a certain loyalty that you have for all of yours. But, you know, like I still have the first member that I signed in my Yeah, there, there's community.
2: definitely more special. I mean, right. my first one's a little guy, but they're going to hold a, a warm spot in my heart forever right Right. and so to the
1: people who that is important there's your opportunity especially when you're going with somebody who has a track record of knowing what they're doing success in the industry okay let's turn the tables and look in a little different direction brian murphy uh can you think about a time you had a you experienced a painful lesson but it was actually good you know it was difficult during the time but now you look back and you go wow i'm really glad i had that experience
2: uh, yeah, and it's actually fairly recent too. It's the reason I have my my new company. Uh, I had a uh, the company I was with prior. I'd been there twenty plus years. About ten years ago, I became a partner. I own thirty five percent of the company, and my business partner and I were on the same page. Everything was cool. Over those ten years, towards the last couple of years. Things in our lives, personal lives changed a little bit, and we started kind of going in a little different direction, and our vision at the company changed a little, and we didn't do a great job communicating with each other about it. Okay. Did the other partner have the 65%? Yes, they did. Okay. It's
1: tough to be a minority partner in a privately held company. It can be. Okay. (laughs) Even in the best of cases, it can be challenging. And
2: it was definitely challenging towards the end, and then uh, at the end, I got fired. Uh, Oh. So... That was wow. the impetus. Thank you for, for telling
1: the truth, man. You are a
2: truth teller. <laughs> wow. So that was the impetus for me to uh, to start my own company because I I knew how to do it. I feel like I'm. How not long pretty did good it at-
1: take you from the time you you were no longer employed to you said I'm going to start my own company? Was there much deliberation, or was it happening as you were going out the front door?
2: Um, there wasn't much deliber- deliberation. I didn't have a, a plan in mind. I didn't plan on getting fired. Right. Um, so. So it was
1: totally—you didn't see that coming.
2: No, I mean things—things things were were a little uh, tense. Okay, but uh, no, I I did not wow. expect to, to be fired, and wow. I there was no backup plan because I didn't think I needed anything. <laughs> you know, I was—I've been there for twenty-three years. Paul, can you ring
1: the gong, please? Uh, minority owners in privately held companies moment you want to have a backup plan
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely uh, so i i started my my company a couple months later okay and um things are going well i've got six people working with me oh, and nice. uh, we've got ten accounts oh, already That's impressive and we've we've got a, a few more that that should be signing in the next couple weeks so, so things are going well but it was definitely a uh, definitely a challenge
1: so um you don't have to answer this if you don't want to but is that part of the fuel that fires you that fires you up the the desire to make a, business, a company in your yeah region. to kind of
2: prove myself right. a little bit and, right. and,
1: and and yeah and to for a military just, person to have to go that's got to be tough too right i mean isn't, isn't there a layer of that in there where you're you know
2: you're used to being loyal and servicing yeah and, I'm, I'm very loyal yeah um, so yeah it was yeah there was wow. a, a few different emotions going on hey but uh it's all it 's all good now and i 'm very happy with uh, with where i 'm at and the people that are working with me and well i 'm going
1: to tell you i've done i 've done a thousand plus interviews here on critical mass radio show over the years that i 've done the show and i, I don 't really know you that well right brian we we 've met each other socially, but not really. This is our first chance yes. to spend an extended period of time together and i 'm coming away from this truly impressed with how honest you're being and what you're sharing on this radio show because you're saying it into posterity baby it's going on itunes and stitcher it's going to be up tomorrow morning i thought this was just us (laughs) no it's it's we're saving it for the future (laughs) so so thank you for being that willing to be candid to that level of detail that that says a lot to me that says a lot about you as as a business person thank you okay we've got a little bit more time left so i wanted to use it wisely you know let's talk about your history in property management and real estate—I know that you're new with your firm, relatively speaking. But what have you? How have you seen this industry change over your time in it? It—it it, it has to have changed, oh, it has a, it? Absolutely, it's okay. changed.
2: Um, a, a big part of it is just the level of professionalism. I remember when I started. A long time ago, right? There were there were quite a few. We'll call them mom and pop management companies, where we don't to to manage a homeowner association. You don't need a, a license. You don't need any credentials. Um, anyone can do it. So if you can talk someone in a board of directors into hiring you, you could be a property manager.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah. So that's good and bad. Yeah. Uh, right. It, but the the level of education and uh, professionalism in in the industry has has grown. Exponentially in the last twenty years, and CAI, uh, which is an organization, Community Associations Institute, okay, um, they're a, a huge part of that. Um, I've that's where I've gotten my education and my credentials from. And, so you can get
1: credentials and you Absolutely. can get certified if yes. you choose to, but you don't have to to be in the space. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Thank you.
2: And you'll see that the people that the really small people will a lot of times not have um, a lot of the credentials. Um, or certifications or, or education. And a lot we'll pick those accounts up and have to fix them because there's a lot of stuff that they're not doing in compliance with California Civil Code because they just they don't know about it. Uh, and then when we, we is, get a hold of the boards and start telling them all the things that they need to start doing,
1: a lot of times a, it
2: blows their mind. Sorry, but is there a lot of that? Is there, you know,
1: I have business owners on the radio show every week and there's... Many times a chance to discuss doing business in California and the pros and cons of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? A, is there a lot of regulations and does it change frequently? And do homeowner associations need to be aware of those? Y-
2: yes, there. There are Sacramento always has new stuff going on with uh, with legislation and, okay. and, and so that's and at the state level. Yes, are there county and, there's and federal? There's oh, and there's federal too. I was yeah. going to go down from so the state that, to the county yeah, and city, no, but you're going stuff up too. Uh, just recently, the uh, FHA. It is going to be modifying they um, I'm spacing on the uh, the the, name, the uh, bill that they signed in just a couple months ago okay but uh, qu- as far as qualification for uh, condominium associations uh, for an FHA loan mm-hmm. they want associations to uh, to get a,
1: is uh, it for anti-discrimination?
2: It's not anti discrimination. Because I would it's, think
1: the federal government would be a little bit sensitive to that too. No.
2: No. Okay. It's it's, it's qualifying for the uh, for HUD and, and FHA loans, uh-huh. and it has to do with um, how many owners live on site and off site. Oh,
1: Okay, so you can't yeah. rental properties. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they're adjusting those. Guide- they're
2: they're adjusting those guidelines, uh, okay. which is going to help more people qualify because they were pretty pretty uh, strict before.
1: Right. Because you know. Boy, I wish we had more time because that's you, okay. We got a couple of minutes, so I'm going to try to sneak this in. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't relate, then let's blow it off the deck. But my sense is that during the recession and the recovery, a lot of properties were bought by investors. Correct. Maybe those are not revenue streams for them, right? Uh-huh. Do, how does how does that affect the community when you have absentee owners and rental properties? And
2: well, definitely more challenging to uh, to manage. Um, the um, typically the renters don't take as good of of care of their property as as an owner does. Until they
1: have to get Um, out where they want to get their deposit bag, so they clean it up and stuff.
2: Yeah, Um, so that can definitely be a challenge. Um, And communicating with the tenants, because we typically just communicate with the owner. So we'll send all the notifications to the owner, and then if they're not sharing that with their tenants, the problem doesn't go away. Until it really really escalates, you know, and that's not good for anyone. Right. Um, So it it is definitely more challenging for the associations that have a higher uh, ratio of... of,
1: uh, I would think that part of your job is mediator. I mean, a part of your. I mean, because you're the you're stabilizing influence. You're going to be there a year, and hopefully year in and year out. The boards come and go, and the issues come and go. So, is that true? I mean, part uh, of mediator's it is
2: Mediator is probably a really good uh, let's description. Take, of, let's
1: take the energy out of the room because uh-huh. I'm sure some board meetings homeowners come and they're some are more contentious. than others, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> is it your experience that you can fix that dysfunction like where there's a lot of energy but over time through techniques and things of working with the board you can sort of dissipate that energy cuz that doesn't seem to me to be healthy long term for No
2: another. it's not good and it 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 doesn't help you know the board doesn't make good decisions when when there's that negative energy in the room and it's just not good for anyone but yeah that's a good manager can definitely help You know, de-escalate things.
1: Right, be the cooler head in the room. So if there's someone out there today who said, you know, I like what that honest guy had to say. That Brian had a lot of points. I'd like to learn more about his firm. How do they find you online? What's the best way to reach you?
2: Our uh, website is proactivepm.pro for professional. And my email address is brian, B-R-I-A-N, at proactivepm.pro. Thank you for being on
1: the program, being a friend of the community, the radio show, and a part of our community. I really um, come away here with a great sense for the integrity and the way you must approach your business, and I wish you nothing but great things in your future.
2: Well, thank you very much. My it's pleasure. been a pleasure.
1: My pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, none other than Paul Roberts. As you know, we have several producers. Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern are the three. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to know more about the radio show or the CEO peer groups that I lead, please visit my company's website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. And until our next show, which if you're listening to us live on the stream on octalkradio.net, will be in five minutes. Uh, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.
0: You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.